Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording here, which is a refreshing uh, W that we got after our first, I guess it's our first W is for opener since 2017, which feels nice. You always you always like to start off the season with a bit of hope. Um, so yeah. Man, Why, four years is a long time. I know. And then, what was that? Josh Rosen come back right on, what was that? Gus Johnson? Magic on, on I remember that game. It was on a Sunday, if I remember correctly, and yeah, it I don't was remember what day it was. I was at the game. I almost left, but then I didn't. It was a doozy. Yeah, I mean, everybody at the bar left me, so it was just me and like Tanya. So, and I, I think half your crew left, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, no, you weren't with with our group of friends who usually... Well, I was with one games. friend, um, and he was the one who kept convincing me to stay. And every time he would be like, no, 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 let's stay for like five more minutes, they would score a touchdown. So I could, just kept making him say that to me. So that, shout out to Tony for being the, uh, the good luck charm there. It's a good friend. Well, luckily this game this week, it was actually us. Uh, we didn't go to the game. I mean... I guess you can guess that looking at the TV. Um, but we were able to watch it in person. And uh, luckily, I'll also mention on this podcast, Zed had a family ceremony. Um, and yeah, congratulations, Zed, on getting married this past Sunday. Thank so, you. And I'm glad because it also brought me to town. It was it was nice walking around, seeing UCLA stuff, or I was driving most of the time. Obviously, I wasn't walking too much. But and being able it's to LA. root for UCLA and just also just have some type of support where here in New York people are like, huh? So I get a lot of huhs. Uh, where there I was like, yeah, I got claps, cheers, and everything else around us as we watched the game together, which was nice. And yeah, arriving at kickoff, we basically saw a throttling that started with a lot of. How would you describe the game? I'll let you start for us. Um, it was like a tale of two, two halves. It was like the, really not even half, but like the first quarter and a half, we just laid it on thick. And then we just kind of stepped off the gas a little bit, um, which I'm usually not a huge fan of, but, um, for the sake of avoiding injuries and, you know, rep keeping guys fresh I was fine with it just because we had built such a basically massive lead on Hawaii and there was no signs of life on their front um I was fine with it but yeah it was basically we literally ran all over them in that first quarter and a half uh with Britton Brown and Zach Charbonnet just wreaking havoc our defense was pressuring the hell out of their QB the entire time and basically stopped their run game. Um, and they, and then it was basically over by like midway in the second quarter. <laughs> and then we just sort of coasted in the second half, put in a bunch of like random who's out there, guys that nobody knew existed on the team. Um, I mean, we had like fourth and fifth stringers and they were I was listening to the radio show afterwards, and they were uh, Wayne Cook and um, I'm forgetting the main guy's name right now, but 
they were just like, we didn't know any of these guys were on this team um, who took the field. So it was it was cool to get those guys out there, though. Like, you know, guys who normally don't get to play got to play. So great for them. Um, and yeah, that was it. Was refreshing to see them stomp a, an opponent they should stomp. Yeah, I uh, to, about the who's that we had playing. I think my favorite was Jeremiah. I call him Brojan because I won't call him that other name. Uh, but yeah, we have a Trojan on the team, and it was pretty funny to see that jersey out there. But he was one of the seventy-two that played this game, which was just a, a crazy amount if you think about it. And exactly what you want to have in your first game on a week zero before you play a Hawaii. I do want to say a few things about this game after I watched it the second time versus real time. And um, I thought there are a few things. I'm going to get into a little bit of specifics and then just gloss over the rest. But uh, the first quarter, again, I think the most glaring thing that people remember was, again, the overthrow by DTR. But starting with DTR... I do want to say he found a groove, and I think he would have had a, a better second half. Um, I know he ended off on a three and out, which was disappointing. He wanted to go back in, and we brought in Ethan, who also looked pretty sharp too, which was good to see because he brings a different element. But it's obvious in this that DTR, I don't think he misses that second pass if he has that pass again, if he had that in the second quarter. Um, I think what we need to do is also look at his strengths he had a play where he ran up the middle and he ended it so stupidly which was one of the dumbest moves of the whole game um even dumber than the hawaii punter was that hurdle right but if you look at the beginning of the the play he he made he was actually ahead of everyone else that wasn't a run where he thought okay um i don't have anyone else he actually faked out the middle linebacker and said okay the middle's open i can run for 10 yards now, yes, that's like a a very good quarterbacking for a dual threat and something we'll need, but just don't leap like in the middle of the field when you're clearly about to get a nine yard gain. Rather he went for what, a twelve yard gain by gaining an extra and almost losing his leg. So there's all again, it's the same story with him. There's this mix of brilliant moments with again just this erratic boneheadness but I am going to put it to the fact that it was the first game now again if we're talking after Fresno I'm going to give him tell Fresno to to calm down uh just because of his personality we've seen it and it's not you know it's it's something of that's that's usually uh it it comes off as cocky to some some people are fair with it you know but it comes out in the field in these moments he does certain stuff you're like don't do that um and I, I just like that he still has passion for the game he just needs to settle down and he made some good throws that our guys dropped as well and they could have gone the distance but then there was some he just obviously inaccurate when he throws to his shoulders or he throws over the top even the one that was caught for a touchdown for Kaz it was inaccurate Kaz had to come back uh luckily that was the play that happened but he threw a dime to Dulcich in the middle which is his strengths it's been his strengths last year He's good in the middle with these mesh routes when the the guys run through the middle, whether it's Kyle Phillips or Dulcich, and he hits those spots. So if we can somehow play to strengths where he does checkdowns in the middle, and I if we can break the open the the sides for a deep threat, and he actually gets the ball where it's not going to be intercepted, I think we're okay. And we have to give him props, Zed. 
you have to say it, he didn't have a turnover. Granted, he had limited time. Uh, but there were moments where I was like, oh, turnover, and it didn't happen. So I want to give, I'm instead of giving DTR, an, uh, I wouldn't give him a D for this game. I would give him probably a C plus to, uh, that's, yeah, I'll give him a C plus max. Um, but again, uh, we, we need him. very generous with your grade there. Personally, I look. He he obviously has all the talent in the world. He has shown flashes of, of greatness, but for all those very same reasons you just mentioned, it it he. I think all those reasons are holding him back from becoming a truly good quarterback. And good quarterbacks don't make those mistakes. Good quarterbacks like weed all that stuff out, but it's become a repeated just pattern with him of, of making doing these dumb things like leaping over you know two defenders to get two yards or like overthrowing receivers or my the my biggest pet peeve with him is like throwing off his back foot while he's getting pressured. He did. I Hawaii didn't bring much pressure this time and really couldn't get to him, but. There was one throw I distinctly remember when they were in the red zone. He was uh, getting pressured from Hawaii's D-line, and he airmailed it off his back foot. Luckily, it was into the, the end zone. and But he intentionally overthrew that one. I wouldn't put that against him. I don't know. I Every and, time he does that, I, I, I assume he's just trying to make a play there. Because there was a receiver in the area. It wasn't like he just tossed it completely out of bounds. I got you. Got to rewatch that because he. Uh, I, I get it. I think it triggers us from last year. But that was one of those moments. I was like, it looks bad, but when you slow it down, it looks like he's actually. He's like, okay, we're going for a field goal, and he overthrows it on purpose. He, and I and I think rewatch that play and then tell me. But I get it. It triggers you to being like, why is he doing that again? That's a risk because we've seen. He's it. difficult to trust. Yeah. I agree on that. As someone uh, who's seen the team, he's he's difficult to trust because he hasn't proven that he can be consistently good. Like, I, yes, he was a, a solid quarterback last year, but I would have liked to see him build off of that in the first game against an opponent that he he should have lit up. I think that's the concern. There is like. Yeah, I understand it's the first game. I know he sat out a week or two of, of fall camp, but all the reports in fall camp were saying that he looked good even despite that. But then he comes into game action, and he just if it feels like the game is way too fast for him still sometimes. And it's concerning to me as a he's a senior now, and he's still doing that in the first games. Like, he should have been calm and poised against a pretty mediocre to bad Hawaii team. And, you know, I'm not saying he needed to be like, you know, a QB who threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns, but I would have expected more than 50% completion and like one fluky touchdown that the receiver had to adjust completely to catch. Um, it was it was disappointing to me. Now, hopefully, he can get back to his form last from last year and, and keep 
building on that, but it is hard for me to think that he will be back into that form by the Saturday again if he can't do it against Hawaii. Um, so that that was the biggest disappointment for me. The other slight disappointment for me in this game um, was our secondary. Like there was still often a few, several times I can think of in this game, that game where there were receivers for Hawaii that were completely left wide open. Now, um, I don't know if this is possible that it was just part of the game plan in the second half to play soft coverages since we were up so big. Um, but frankly, we got lucky a few times that the Hawaii receivers just dropped easy balls. Like, they, there's one that I remember right in the end zone. There was a soft zone. The dude was completely wide open, and the throw was just slightly off, and he couldn't hold on to the ball. I mean, it was he had it and just dropped it. And so that's a little concerning to me just because, again, and maybe you're right, it's the specter of old UCLA defensive ghosts haunting me, but... I've seen that story too often with the, the soft coverages and like just letting receivers run all over you. Uh, so I think uh, to that point is tighten that up. Yeah, I, I agree on that in terms of like, it felt like we got a lucky break on a few of those. Um, I mean, granted the score could have been, uh, I mean, it would have been 13 but even with our red zone defense, but they went for it on fourth. I think it was in the third quarter or the beginning of the end of the second. And to that point is, yeah, you're right. The secondary still is a concern. And especially that drive um, in the third quarter where they actually ended up scoring a touchdown because uh, it looked like, I think it was a fumble that got called back, which wasn't a fumble, but um, they threw over the top um, in the middle. And that was a concern. Again, those are second string guys, but I just, it brought back fears of like, great, there goes that big gainer that the team just makes once the guy, you know, settles in on the other side. And it did bring that. But I, it is one concern. I think the tackling, one thing I noticed overall is like, our guys are tripping. I think I counted three or four slips or trips. Huh. And I don't know what that is. I mean, we saw it on the offense of Braden Brown, but also one of our CBs missed a tackle because he's, he like tripped, picked himself up, and then... Um, he went and missed a tackle from a tight end who gained like 10 yards. And that was one of Hawaii's big gains. So there are some things we just need to clean up. Um, I think Kyle Phillips also tripped too. That's what happened. Um, and that wasn't the first drive. He slipped. Uh, so And that would have been a completion for 10 yards in the red zone. And that would have changed just the first possession that we had. It wasn't even really a drive, but the first possession we had. So on that note, like yeah, there are some things we need to clean up. Um, I, and I was... it's 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 hard to draw any conclusions against a team like Hawaii. Also, like that's that's what I'm also struggling with is they're just not very good. So uh, like what, how much of what we saw this Saturday is sustainable, and how much of that was just because Hawaii is just not a very good team? I I, I don't know. Um, I do expect Hawaii to be better better in a few weeks, and I say that because they did they looked solid last year. They went five and four. We said that in our preview, 
And they have, I mean, it looks like they only have one guy in Calvin Turner against us. But when they play more lesser opponents, uh, I do expect them to go bowling at some point. But uh, they just looked out of sorts for this game. Like, they just, they were missing assignments. They were missing catches. They look like we have in the past for certain games. Um, So we've been there. We feel you, Rainbow Warriors fans. Um, but I do imagine them to have a little streak there under Todd Graham, who's not such a bad coach. Um, obviously, he's not at ASU for a reason. But I think he'll get that program going again later on this year. And we'll. And I wouldn't be surprised if we look back and be like, eh, Hawaii wasn't as, isn't as bad as they were when they played us. It was more so. I just think it was first game. I think it's one of the biggest things I have is judging first games um, on the season. Um, and I think with us, like, yeah, fair enough. We, we wrecked, but also we have to see how we look after Stanford, I would say, before we make any judgments. Um, or after even this Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I will say, so transitioning to this Saturday, I feel good. I do feel Makes good. one of us. And the reason why I feel good is... Again, it has to do with early early game factors, but uh, we are playing an LSU team with new coordinators. Um, their offense is... I don't think anybody from the SEC or whatnot knows how their offense is going to be because they have a new quarterback in here. He's more of a game manager. I mean, he's won a game for them last year against a very tough Florida. But, uh, yeah, their run game, the guys are dinged up. Uh, some of them are questionable. Um, they're running. Uh, I think uh, Orgeron said they're all good to go. I think one of the was it the freshman that was making way, so maybe that won't even be a factor. So you, you may be right on that end, but their run game, regardless, last year I'm not concerned with it, um, and I hope that doesn't come back to haunt me. But I I do know they have some weapons on the outside. Uh, Devonte Lee is a gamer, and he's the the prototypical LSU athlete who is going to give us fits. Uh, their O-line, while they're supposedly going to be better in Hawaii, and I know they are because Hawaii just messed up so many assignments against our sets, uh, I do. I, I, that's a big question for them, and that's one of the weak points. I, I just, I'm not seeing how, with everything that's going on, if you take everything into consideration with their travel, they've been away from Baton Rouge for a week due to a hurricane. I'm going to travel straight to L.A. They're going to practice on our field, so they'll get some familiarity with it. But uh, I, I don't know how they score necessarily. That's my biggest question mark outside of maybe getting their athletes in space. And then, yeah, our secondary just completely whiffs it. But I'm really I'm, I'm becoming more confident in our scheme that Norwood has come in, that we will have guys... Even if it's just one who misses a tackle, the next one will, will grab the person in the next five yards. Um, and I'm really liking the sets and the stunts that we're pulling that are confusing these O-linemen. And I think Max Johnson, he won't have much room uh, to scramble. I, I really think this defense, if anything, outside of secondary, will be able to put enough pressure on the first game and give them enough fits to hold our own. Um, but on the flip side, what do you think... Like in terms of our own offense versus their defense, because that's another story. I mean, on the uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. On the flip side, I don't think we're going to be able to run all over them like we did on Hawaii. I think they, their D-line is 
going to be much better than Hawaii's. I think they, like, we, we put everybody on notice that we have two good backs, so I think they're going to game plan for that. And I think that their secondary has enough athletes to match up uh, with our, our receivers. And it, it all kind of comes down to the QB for us. Like, can DTR actually throw the ball well and consistently um, to help open up that running game? Or is his lack of accuracy going to show up again and LSU will be just be able to clamp down on the run game and force him to make throws that he can't? right now and that's what I'm I'm afraid of is going to happen I am a f- big proponent of if that is happening um, you know by the second half and we're still in the game somehow or even if we're behind like if DTR is not able to perform at the level we need then I think there would need, I would be fine if Kelly threw in Garbers or Chase Griffin um, to see what they could do. Um, Mid-game? Mid-game. Dang. I, I think this game is too big on a national scale to mess around with a struggling quarterback when we know we have a guy, at least in Chase, who will come into a big spot because he's done this before and play with a level head and make smart decisions and make pretty solidly accurate throws. Um, For some reason, I think Chase just has a more calmness to him than DTR does. I'm not saying that he is more talented or a better has better potential, but I think he runs the offense often with a little bit more efficiency and a little bit more level-headedness. Like, he doesn't make those same uh, boneheaded mistakes that can cost you a game. He doesn't make those same, like, stupid turnovers. Now, not that DTR has this season, but, you know, historically speaking, like... If, if we are in a position to win and that means sacrificing DTR if he's not performing, and I'm all for it. And I think, I think Chip needs to make, be able to make that difficult decision. Um, That's cold-blooded, but maybe you have a point there. I mean, again, you know I, I, I'm, I just want DTR to do well just to prove us all wrong. And, and I'm hoping he has a good game. And you're right, this is a big game and for us. This is our quote-unquote Super Bowl. Um, and so maybe Chip will consider it, but I don't think it's going to get to that. I Again, this is me just being the, the hopeless optimist with, uh, with, 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 uh, with our football team, and it'll be that way. And, uh, and I guess I'm also going off the second-half performance where he was a little bit sharper minus that, that bad throw. But um, to that point, it's like, yeah, I in terms of the other guys, I'm so happy we have them behind us. But I, I, the only time I want them in is if DTR has an injury, uh, or he has a, a, two egregious turnovers in a game, which are completely him just out of sorts. And again, we know we've seen it in this in the past. He gets frustrated and he gets in his head, and that's the issue we have. It's 
it's mostly mental with him. So if he can just give us confidence on the screen. I got to ask you, uh, you know, in, in terms of a suggestion, when do you feel comfortable with DTR as a, uh, as a quarterback? Like how many games does he need to be consistent for and have uh, great games for you to say like, okay, I trust that, you know, he can have a slip up here or there, which is natural for most quarterbacks. But again, he just seems to do. Every quarterback hands. slips up. I, I, I just, I don't have the confidence in him in the sense that he has the mental side of the game down he like not and not from like a football IQ perspective I think he's a really smart kid and he understands the game I just don't think he has the like poise and calmness of other QBs like to it's like it's like me in golf right like I don't have the discipline to sometimes do the smart thing because I want to try to like hit the longest shot I possibly can and that leads me to losing my ball because I'm using a club I shouldn't be using. It's the same thing with him in football. He, instead of making the smart decision sometimes of like, hey, I can dump this off for five yards in the flat, he's like, no, I'm going to go down the field and try to be a hero to the dude that's like triple covered off my back foot as I'm getting pressured because he trusts in his arm so much. And you like, he, he just, you can't do that at this level anymore at this state in his uh, stage of his career. Like you can't, you can't make that type of mistake anymore. And that's what I think is holding him back. That mental side of the game where he needs to realize like, he can't do everything himself. He needs to make the smart play, even if it means not getting 20 yards, getting five yards is still better. So it's those types of things. And then, yeah, when he is, doesn't make that throw, then he gets frustrated and like he just gets in his own head. And I, I think that's what's concerning to me. He just needs to calm down a little bit. And I... And he's shown that he can be very, very good when he is calm, but I, it always feels like he is like one step away from falling back into those big habits. So to answer your question, I feel like if he put three games together, LSU, Stanford, and I think the game after that is, or sorry, LSU, Fresno State, then Stanford, and he didn't do anything stupid and boneheaded. He didn't try to leap a defender. He didn't throw off his back foot. He didn't try to squeeze in throws that, you know, no quarterback on earth besides maybe like Tom Brady has business trying to make. I would feel confident in his game going forward um, and trust him. It, it was like, you know... Brett Hundley was a guy that I feel like was the last QB. Well, that's not true. I think Rosen and then Hundley, those were guys I always felt very confident in. Even after, if they made a big mistake or, like, you know, turned the ball over or did whatever, I was confident that they weren't going to be in their own heads enough, get frustrated. I knew that they understood they could not always make the big play. Every QB wants to do that, obviously, but they were always smart with their decisions. They never seemed panicked. Um, like, the game was never too fast for them. 
even as freshmen, even in the first game, like they, there was just a calmness and a poise to those two guys that I always felt like I trusted um, them with the ball in big spots against big opponents, big teams. Obviously, they were imperfect at times, and no quarterback is perfect, but largely there was a level of like level-headedness there. But with DTR, I don't feel... I don't have that type of confidence in him yet. Um, and that well, last game didn't help me. So he has a chance to prove it at LSU. What if, if he has a spectacular game against a big-time opponent? Uh, can we, are, we, are we cooking up something here? Yeah, I think so. I think that's something that you can build on. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how he needs to win. Um, and he needs to, to, to prove that, that he's the QB one. Um, I, I'm looking at this defense and one thing that stood out is that their front four is very tough, right? Um, and as long as we get the pass protection, which was an issue at the beginning of Hawaii game, but got cleaned up by the end of it or the end of the first quarter, cause the game was pretty much two, one half, um, they're, their linebackers are weak. Um, I'll say that in the sense of they're older guys who have overplayed. And I don't mean weak in the sense of like they're not good, but versus the rest of SEC or more comparable to the middle of our linebackers. So if he can look up the middle and then avoid Derek Stingley. And uh, I would also say Elias, Eli Ricks, um, but more so Stingley. Do not throw passes like you did to to Casimir because that's an interception if Stingley's on it. Um, and maybe he has a chance. I think with this defense, again, the safeties are new. Two new guys who, um, because their safeties were a weak spot and they gave up big points, big plays last year. They have one transfer from Georgia who's was a highly rated guy. Uh, and Jay Ward, he's converted uh, CB and he's actually shown out to have a really good report. But, yeah, DTR, if he does his scouting and he just settles in, hopefully he can get this defense beat because we are going to need the passing game. As you said at the beginning, they're going to stack the box and go after our run. Um, hopefully Zach, you know, is physical enough, and I, I think he is because we have two big backs. We'll be able to get the yards. I just don't expect us to get the the beast mode type runs um, that we got. And if we do, then we're all wrong, and, and maybe we blow this game away. Um but to that point is, I'm expecting a more solid game from DTR. I'm, I have more confidence in our defense, minus our secondary in space. If our guys don't slip and fall, uh, yeah, I, I think we win this game um, by, at max, I would say 10 points, um, just because I don't have confidence in LSU scoring in their first game with this offense. Um but that's where I'm at. I'm I'm on the hype train. I'm on the maybe Chip Kelly is the right guy kind of train. Maybe. And I put that as a qualifier so I can have an out and after Sunday. Um, but, yeah, uh, on that front, what, what's your prediction for the score? Because I'm hearing that you're not as – that you, you're expecting a, a wake-up call on Saturday. I think we lose – 35-21. Two scores? Yeah. 35-21. That, I think that's valid. I think with both of these teams, 
like you can take away what you can from Hawaii, but again, it was very limited what we saw. Uh, it can be a two-score win for each team, and also it can be a close game. I don't think it's going to be anything outside of that, like a, a complete blowout. Um, I don't either. I, I, I think we hang tough with them for three quarters, but in the end, we run out of gas. Unfortunately. like I <laughs> I don't want to admit that, but I, I, I think that's what ends up happening. So I'm going to say 31-21 UCLA, and you're going to say... 3421 um, LSU Yeah I, I I think I think that's what's going to end up happening Awesome Here we are UCLA football is back <laughs> For better or worse it is back <laughs> My optimism is back unfortunately and oh I'm God. hoping that I can keep the streak going Yeah I mean I'm I'm hopeful but it's it's going to be tough sledding. And, and I think the, the, some of those factors you mentioned that may hurt LSU, the, you know, being away from home, being, not being able to practice in Baton Rouge the last week or so, um, being in Houston, traveling, all that stuff, I think can also work the other way, right? Like that could really fire them up and just have them come out guns blazing to do this for their currently flooded state. I uh, hope, hope everyone in Louisiana is, is staying safe. Um, but yeah, that I, I, I think that they, they can, it can work in that, that opposite way also. So I'm not always convinced that that's going to be a, a factor that's going to uh, hurt them rather than than also it could help them so yeah I, i'm curious to see what the crowd is like uh, last week was embarrassing though i saw somewhere that it was a 112 um degree uh 112 degrees on the field um what? It's pretty crazy. So hopefully it's this is a late afternoon, early evening game when hopefully it seems like ticket sales are going well. Um, I'll be going, so I'm excited um, for that. Hopefully I don't get COVID from some Louisianans, but we'll see. I think you'll be all right. And if not, yeah, I'm not. then you'll miss I'm out on it. it. Yeah. We'll be all right. Um, okay, cool. Well, moving on from football, also other sports are taking, are picking up. As we know, women's soccer is playing. Um, men's soccer is on, and as they take on Irvine, and then women's soccer takes on L- LMU on Sunday. Water polo, men's water polo is picking up as they're playing a lot more smaller schools at the moment, and then women's volleyball is also starting. Uh, or they have started. I just don't know. But they they they're playing this Thursday. Actually, that is today. So they you know they're racking. They're going to be racking up some wins. But yeah, fall sports is in full swing as of this week and the next. Um, so good things are happening. It's good to see. Uh, good to see the students back on campus. Um, you know, vaccinated and just moving on with life as much as they can, a new normal. So hopefully, like you said, 
we have a better attendance, um, you know, free tickets out there for all the students. Um, those who are in SoCal just make the trek and go support their team because I am expecting a bigger uh, turnout. Obviously, I, I guess you can only go up. It looked like a spring game this past Saturday. Uh, but I think it will be a pretty respectable number um, for where our school's at. Yeah, we're 1-0, and but we're also we're 10-21 and before this. Um, and people are still worried about the variant. So everything is valid. I think it's unfair to criticize attendance for any school at this point. And anyone who wants to go, like, shout out to you. And then also people who don't, haven't showed up, I wouldn't criticize them for not at this time. Yeah, I agree. So fuck you, Kirk Herb Street. Exactly. We, I mean, but also props for picking our team as a surprise team. But don't get on our True. <laughs> Never mind, I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Herbie. Um, all right, we're going to sign off. And, uh, in, you know, and on that front, We have an exciting slate of games, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll catch you next week, and go Bruins. Hopefully we come out with a W against LSU. Um, We will see. Should be a good one. Go Bruins.